1: Hey, what's up ladies and gentlemen, this is Winston with the Find Your Flow podcast and I am here today with a very special guest. I'm very excited to have on the call today Avery Melcher. She is a professional writer and also runs The Pedal Project, a traveling blog about spreading happiness, working remotely, and figuring out exactly what it takes to bicycle around the world. That's right, and she's actually been already, she's already set this plan in motion, she's already been doing it, she just got back. She's in Europe for the last three months, so she's not exactly easy to get a hold of, but we were able to track her down and get her on the call so, Avery, I'm so excited to have you here on the Find Your Flow podcast. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. So, I know that you've, you've literally been traveling around the world, which I think is incredible because I'm kind of a homebody myself, and uh, you've you've done it in a lot of really interesting ways, ways that I think sometimes when people think about traveling around the world, it's like you know, trains, planes, automobiles, this kind of thing, but you're actually doing it by bicycle. How did you come up with this idea? What <laughs> keeps you going? How do you do it?
2: Um, well, I actually was inspired by couch surfers. Um, I started traveling while I was in college, and of course, when you're a college kid, you don't have a ton of money, and it's a matter of do you want to go and sleep on someone's couch or do you not want to go at all? And I had the travel bug, so I chose, you know, going and sleeping on some couches, so I joined the couch surfing network and family, and I started doing that and traveling that way about six years ago now. Wow. Um, Yeah, so, and then when I was a senior in college, I was sitting at home, and you had said you're a homebody, but I get, get crazy and restless if I have to stay in one place, and it just was not allowing for me to travel my senior year of college, you know, finishing a degree, planning on moving, and so I started hosting people and kind of started my own social experiment as a writer to see if I could travel without leaving my own home.
3: Mm. Um, and I
2: had started, yes, I. Um, it kind of I merged it with a class project at the time, and then it kind of took a life of its own, and now it's inspired my very own around the world travel. Um, just the people you meet, it's never a dull moment. And the stories you have,
3: <laughs> oh, sure. Um,
2: and just when you feel crazy for, you know, backpacking around Europe for a summer, someone pops down on your couch and they're hitchhiking around the United States or walking across the United States. Um, I met a man who was walking around the world actually to, uh, raise awareness for obesity, and another man who was walking across the United States to raise money for veterans. And then along came a group of gentlemen on bicycles, and they had not been home for three years. Wow. And it was crazy. And that alone was inspiring and a little scary. And then they told me that they had raised around $30,000 for charity during that time. And I just felt very inspired by that. Um, and so beyond just listening to them and making a blog post for them on my own, I felt like I wanted to do something a little bit more. And I reached out to the local newspapers and the local news stations, and I got them a little bit of recognition. And I just I loved that energy and feeling and the power you have to bring attention to people and a cause. And then a light bulb went off. And with, before I even knew it, the Puddle Project was born. <laughs> nice. The name came a little bit later. But, um, yeah, so I've been working for the last about two years to kind of put together an idea of what it, and a route of what I want to do and how I want to bicycle around the world and spread happiness and spread people's stories through interactions like couch surfing and meeting strangers and just that very different way of traveling on a bicycle that people are drawn to you and you have that attention, but then leveraging it to bring something really great into the world.
1: That's awesome. That's really cool. And so, yeah, you said something that I thought was so funny and so, so unique in in the sense that you talked about, you know, how could you travel the world without leaving and, you know, you did that by bringing in couch surfers. And I know you, you and I have talked a little bit about this couch surfing thing before. So how did you, you're in college, you said, you're, you know, having couch surfers. What kind of things, can you just like tell us and for those, for our listeners that have no idea what couch surfing is or have heard of it, but don't quite understand it. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So couchsurfing is an online social network, and you can reach out to people for a place to stay. And you just search people through a match process. You can choose a location. You can kind of connect with someone who has similar interests so that when you go to a city, uh, you know you will be staying with someone that will take you out and do fun activities that you would be interested in doing so people can share that. And as a host, it's really about sharing your city and the idea of paying it forward, because then when you become a traveler, you want people to host you and put you up in the same way. Um, so it's kind of the pre-Airbnb era. Um, it's it's free. You use trust in humanity and other people uh, to connect and find a place to stay, and it's really as simple as that. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. That's so cool, Yeah. I love it. I love it. So, and so when you made the switch to going from being a host of travelers to being the traveler yourself, what kind of things did you, what kind of shift did you have to make? I mean, were you working, I know you, you had been in college, but then, you know, presumably, presumably you're out of college when you made this transition or what, you know, did you have a job or how did you, how did you do that?
2: Yeah, well, for the last year, I've been a freelance writer for companies. So as I travel, my, my travels are funded that way. Um, and I guess it's an interesting shift because it's not so much you don't, you don't really do anything different, but it's a mental shift because when, when you go from hosting people and realizing what it's like um, to be a host and then you go to being a traveler, and you just get this whole new perspective of, you know, people's comfort levels, I guess. Because when you're you're a traveler, you're out of your element and you're in a new place and you're coming into someone's home. And so you become a little more sensitive of, you know, what you say and how you welcome people into your home so that they do feel comfortable or, you know, they can kind of settle into your place and let it be theirs for one night. So it's more of a, just that, that mentality, I guess, once you, I would encourage people to do both because you really, to get the most out of the system, have to see it from both sides.
1: Mm. That's, that's really an interesting perspective and thing to say. Yeah. Because you would, having hosted first, you, you know, see the one side and then traveling, you see the other side. And so that's, that's a very interesting point. Wow. And so, is there, um, is there a particular site that you were using for, to find couch surfers or to find hosts when you've been doing this?
2: Yeah, it's called um, couchsurfing.org, I believe, or couchsurfing.com. Um, So it's CouchSurfing.com, and you can go in there, and if you're surfing with friends, you say where you want to go, when you're going to get there, and how many people are there. And that just kind of kicks off a dialogue with a host in your area, and you can try to find someone that matches an interest or could show you around. Um, In many cases, too, people understand if you're just passing through and just need a place to put your head and your pitch for one night. That's okay a lot of times a really welcoming crowd Mm. um and another thing that i utilize with it is using it as kind of a meetup um cities all around the world have really vibrant couch surfing communities and you can go online and search for events and see what people are doing locally as well so if you're not ready to dive in as a host or traveler you can kind of get your feet wet just by going to some of their events and meeting some of the people and seeing what it's all about
1: That's really cool. Really cool. One of the big themes that I like to focus on with the blog and the, you know, this podcast and whatnot is this idea of social flow and Mm -hmm. by social flow, you know, for me, that is kind of like this idea of kind of like what you said with the paying it forward where it's like,
3: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, you're, you're just aware of opportunities and how people would maybe want to be treated in a certain situation. And you were able to adjust that as you got more perspective on it, you know, from both sides of the system, as you said. And I think that's really cool, because there's so many little communities like that, of people with similar tastes or affinities, you know, you've got this thing where you're meeting with other world travelers and they come from different cultures and different lands and stuff but you're still able to have that connection and you you both have that in common of knowing what it's like to travel and what it's like to host and just i think that's that's really cool absolutely Yeah, so when you're out and about and you're you're doing the work that you do, as far as for like being able to fund your your travels, how would you say that you're able to to find that balance? Like, what what do you do to be able to have you know you're traveling so you're in mm-hmm. these really cool places, but you you got to be able to pay for it somehow, right? You, you're not just like living <laughs> for free, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, Well, I spend a lot of time in coffee shops working. Um, (laughs) So contrary to what you see online, I guess I'm not always out exploring, although I wish I could be.
3: Right.
2: Um, Really, the number one thing that I have learned is it's about your schedule. And as a professional writer, you would think I'm completely against schedules because that seems to be kind of how creatives are sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, Um, but I've learned as I've traveled, it's just so important to maintain your schedule. And I, um, I really, I wake up at around five every day and get my writing done and try to get my work day done by even 10 a.m. And what's really great by doing that is I don't disrupt the people around me because if I wake up early in the morning, I can have that alone time for myself, to do really great work for my clients. And then once everyone else kind of wakes up and gets going for the day, then I can go out and explore and enjoy some time with them. Um, Because when you are doing something like tarp surfing or even staying at a hostel, you're surrounded by other people who want to spend time with you and expect to spend time with you, so you can't just go and have your head buried in a laptop. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's really about that balance or just being really honest with people and saying, I need to go to a coffee shop and finish something for a couple of hours here, and then we can meet up for dinner. Um, and then as far as for my clients, uh, they're all lovely people and love the fact that I'm traveling and writing content for them. And I've gotten feedback that given when I'm overseas or traveling, that my work is even better. And for me, that makes complete sense because, you know, like you had kind of mentioned with flow, you're in your flow, you're in your happy place producing the best work that you could absolutely do and so i just stay very open and honest about where i'm at and keeping people informed about what i'm doing and they love that element yeah i just yeah (laughs) that's
1: super cool yeah you're out traveling you got uh, you said a couple things in there too that you about communicating and being with other people that kind of would expect that you're going to hang out with them or uh, other people's ideas about about you or what you're going to be Mm -hmm. doing or spending time as well as your clients and what their perceptions are of you. And, uh, you know, I think for a lot of people that haven't done yet what you're doing and they're like, well, I could never do that because my clients you know they demand me to get back to them instantly <laughs> you know, I keep my phone plugged in my ear 24/7 so I can get back to my clients but you're saying your clients they know you're not in the office <laughs> they know you're traveling mm-hmm. the world and they're okay with that so how did you how did you get to that point because I think a lot of people either just flat out can't even believe it or they would like to, they do believe it and they want to know how you do it
2: yeah, it's it's kind of a scary process making that leap of moving to kind of going away from that corporate and professional side and looking at someone and saying, "Hey, this is this is my lifestyle and my business model." And really it's, you know, about harnessing the power of the internet. Um, I do everything remotely and and as my clients that work with me more see, it it benefits them as well because it seems scary and inconvenient at first if you're unavailable by phone, Um, but if it's something that can be resolved through an email, uh, you know, that saves everyone time with not having to get together with a meeting, sending a quick message, Facebook, um, email, and then, you know, at that point, if it is something important, you always can sit down and Skype and do a Skype call Mm -hmm. and talk to someone. So, you know, I'm definitely never completely unavailable. Um, but, yeah, definitely setting that precedent, I think, is the most important aspect. And even when people land on my website, whether it's the Pedal Project or even my personal portfolio, they see that everything that I do and everything that I promote revolves around this nomadic lifestyle. And so then it's about just partnering with those brands and people that align with your vision, too. And that's really mm-hmm. important in business.
1: That's huge. Yeah. I think that that is such a, an important distinction that you, you said, this is my lifestyle. This is what I do. This is you know who I am and how my business works. And then the people that align with that align with it and they get it. And they're like, yeah, that's awesome. And the, it attracts the people that aren't attached to well, I have to have somebody I can call 24 seven, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like those people will see this and just be like, Nope, this isn't the right person. That's fine because that's not the kind of person you want to work with either. Right.
2: Exactly. Um, (laughs) It's just kind of that qualification process. And, you know, there's, there's plenty of work out there for everyone and there's plenty of people who, you know, would much rather run their business from home and, you know, that's fine. So it's just about, you know, like you had even said, just finding your flow and what works for you.
1: Totally. Totally. Well, Avery, that's that's so awesome. I really appreciate you being on the call today and sharing your project. And if people want to follow you and, you know, be up to date about your travels and your blog, where's the best place for them to be able to, to follow you?
2: Yeah, I put all of my blog posts are on my blog at org. And then if I also post any updates and travel photos on my Instagram and Facebook page. They're both under the Pedal project. And so that's how I keep everyone updated.
1: Cool. And that's that's awesome. And and we've talked off of the podcast and you're you're gonna be uh, contributing some of your blog posts to the Finder Flow uh blog posts as well, right? So we can we can keep updated and follow you there as well.
2: Absolutely.
1: Fantastic. Well, fantastic, uh, Avery. I appreciate your time and I know you gotta get peddling somewhere probably. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, but hopefully we can have you on another call real soon. Thank you. <laughs> All right, well thank you everyone for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast here at findyourflow.com forward slash podcast or you can find us on iTunes. Just search Find Your Flow and We will be back next week, same time, same channel. So until next time, my friends, be flowing.
3: we you Thank you.